And we are the Extra Sisters, so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Before we begin episode 118, we just wanted to say a quick little birthday shout out to one of our patrons. So quick happy birthday, Crystal. Happy birthday, Crystal. We hope you have a great birthday week and thank you so much for supporting us over on Patreon. We really appreciate the support that you have given us all year. And again, if you want to head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. And yeah, so... Moving on from there, this episode we are going to talk about 1982 and John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I've actually seen The Thing. This is so. was my first time as well. Oh. I think. Interesting. I don't think I had seen it years ago. I mean, it is really iconic. So I think we have both seen scenes from mm-hmm. The Thing, you know, right. over and over. Even one of my favorite, like, rom-coms. There's, like, the scene where, you know, the arm's plunging into the chest. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, it's really iconic. But when we did the 100 Years of Horror, there was, you know, The Thing from Another World. and which from is the 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think it's 51 or 52. Which is this film, basically. Which yeah, is well, it's, from a it's almost a continuation. Yeah. Ish. It's yeah. like in the one from the fifties, they find the alien. And then this one, now the alien's just out doing a bunch of fuckery. It is doing a bunch of fuckery, yeah. <laughs> and it starts with fuckery with the dogs, and I just hated that so much. Like it was yeah. done well and like had a point and that it was just really sad. Yeah, but yeah, if you are not cool with animal death at all, skip this one. And like pretty violent animal death. Now it's like campy 80s, but honestly, like even Brad walked in when I was watching this and he was like, What year is this? And I said 80 to 83 because I couldn't remember the actual Mm -hmm. year. And he was like, It looks good for like early 80s. And I was like, Yeah, it really does. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, I mean, you could definitely tell it's not like, whoa, look at that special effect. (laughs) But especially for being, you know, the way that it was done, it was done pretty well. Like you could watch it now and not just completely laugh it out of the room, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. Especially the special effects when you consider the fact that when they were done, this man was 22. Oh, yeah. He was a baby and did amazing special effects that people still talk about. And I mean, honestly, I was thinking about literally the special effects and how they would be done in the 80s and the amount of gore and bursting out of bodies and things that this movie had to do. I was just kind of thinking like, if you had such limited me, I'm not saying the 80s was like a wasteland of technology because it wasn't, but Mm -hmm. especially the limitations that the 80s had, I was thinking like, if you had to do all of these things and had all these ideas and wanted to do all of this on screen, like, how would you do it and obviously they did it but it's like the ingenuity that you had to come up Mm -hmm. with is right blows my mind like I would never be able to come up with that kind of shit so (laughs) right kudos to them like I couldn't sit here even nowadays even with the same probably resources they had and make it look that good so 
No, I totally agree. There's some times where I look at this stuff and I'm like, whoa, good fucking job. I don't know if it's the cinematographer, like what angle you're taking it from. Is that what makes the shot? But it's just amazing. Same thing with the Evil Dead. Like I kind of ripped on it, but like same thing for Sam Raimi. Like I thought it was super campy and I it's not my favorite, but I couldn't have done that shit, especially mm-hmm. on the budget that he did it. And this is obviously much better than that, but I wouldn't say it's like world ahead. It's, you know, it. I mean, well, it's pretty far ahead, but, you know, similar things, though. They had to work with what they had, and but obviously John Carpenter had a much bigger budget. Than- right. And he had Kurt Russell. He did, with his beautiful hair and beard. Oh, my God, it was just flowing. <laughs> and honestly, though, the budget was $15 million. They only broke 19.6 at the box office in North America. Yeah, we really didn't like it up here. I know that other countries liked it a lot more, and I know that... In retrospect, a lot of people are going back and loving this movie. Actually, Connor is one of those. This is one of his favorites and was very excited to watch it with me. Whereas I was like, Ugh, I don't want to gross. But I was actually okay watching it. Yeah, when you think of like alien sci-fi, I know yeah. that's not something that you're just like, Bodies oh my falling God, apart. I, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to watch an alien <laughs> sci-fi movie. You know, especially with right. John Carpenter. Like, he, we love him. Stan Halloween, you know, and a lot of things he's done. But he also had some misses mm-hmm. thrown in there. So, you know, it's just kind of, you know, sometimes it can be interesting. But, <laughs> you know, I didn't. I this was definitely like we'll get there but I was also kind of of the same mindset this has always been on my list because I think if you're a horror fan and I definitely we are not we try really hard not to say things that sound similar to gatekeeping horror but I think this is something where if you're a horror fan like the thing is probably on your list to see Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it and so this is always this has been on my list for a long time it's kind of like you know it's just like oh yeah if you like horror you've seen the thing and it just wasn't something that I like more paranormal creepy and like even slashers are kind of hit and miss for me so I really want the more like scary like paranormal and demons scare me and (laughs) right these are just kind of things that I can miss and be okay with you know and it's like yeah it's a classic but at the same time it's not something that's really a I have to see it to just Mm -hmm. really make me feel whole but I'm glad that I have it now in my And this is something that the podcast I really enjoyed, especially doing the 100 years thing, because now I have just like this library of things Mm -hmm. that I have in my belt or under my belt, you know, because, I mean, you have to, there are just certain things you have to see. And I feel like the thing is one of those. And now it's done. And, I, you know, (laughs) I may rewatch it at some point, but we'll get there. But we'll walk through the pot a little bit. But, yeah, going back to starting with the animals. Mm-hmm. that's pretty much what it's I mean that's not like the first scene or anything but that's one of the first brutal scenes I would say right. well we start off with a helicopter chasing a Norwegian a wolf. yeah a wolf through the snow in Antarctica and we go back and forth to Kurt Russell playing chess with a computer and then blowing the computer up and stuff like that until the Norwegians in this helicopter chase this dog all the way to the American research camp in Antarctica and the dog jumps on one of the guys you know like save me save me and the Norwegians blow up their own helicopter and they get shot because they're shooting at other people you know like they don't the Americans don't know what they're saying he's you can assume he's telling them don't touch the dog or something like that after watching the movie 
but you don't even know. They don't let you put subtitles on there to figure out what he's saying. So you're supposed to be in the dark. Yeah, I mean, it very much looks like some sort of foreign threat, like, Mm -hmm. you know. Right, exactly. Especially when they're just out there by themselves in this remote area. You have no idea what's coming at you. And all of a sudden there's guns. One of their own gets shot in the leg. Like, Uh it's very clearly, somebody's running at you with a gun, you're going to take them out. Right, exactly. And this guy does it very well, just breaks out his little office window and just waits for the guy to walk in front of him. Bam. Gone. Done. Mm -hmm. Taken care of. But then this wolf dog, hybrid husky wolf something, is just chilling with them now, you know, being sus. Yep. And it is the thing. You know, then it is following them around and it doesn't get put up with the other dogs. And that's something that gets brought up that night. And they're like, well, go put it up. And they do. And then it just starts wreaking havoc on their poor other animals. There are what four other dogs in there, something like that. Yeah. They trap it with their other dogs. And it basically, anytime it's in a body, just like busts out of it. So Think of a chest burster from Alien, but like way to a way more degree because it just like rips open from like almost mm-hmm. in half, you know. Which really quick, yeah. since you brought it up, this movie does feel so much like Alien. Like right from the beginning, I'm like, oh, hey, we're on a spaceship. We're doing that same shot that we did in Alien. Even down to Kurt Russell's Tom Scarity type hair and beard thing, it feels so much like Alien. And it I'm actually going to do another piece of trivia because it goes along with it. So this movie actually opened the same day as Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. And that's super funny because Ridley Scott, Alien. Also, today, the day we're releasing this episode is also Ridley Scott's birthday. So it oh. like comes full circle. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, it does. even Brad made a comment. He was kind of in and out in the movie and he was like, so this is Alien. And I was like, <laughs> right, well. exactly. I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but right. we're, we're not like on a foreign planet. We're just kind of, you know, in in the you know Antarctica. So I guess kind of. <laughs> but the poor sled dogs, just yeah. they, they can't be let out. And but you even see one of the dogs like start to like tear, try to tear open the fence, but they just start losing it because you know they're barking. And the team comes in and. They use a flamethrower to try to incinerate this. I mean, it starts to look like a monster. It's like part monster because it's it's basically a parasite mm-hmm. kind of alien monster that takes on. It needs a host. So it takes on a form of whatever it gets into. And in this case, it was in one of the uh, like a wolf or a sled dog. And it bursts out of that kind of looks like the sled dog kind of looks like this alien with all these tentacles and slimy, you know, eighties bleh, just like (laughs) everywhere. And they get the creature and one of the doctors tries to autopsy it. And basically immediately like learns that it can imitate other organisms, which is interesting to me because they don't like waste any time trying to like figure it out or like, there's no speculation or like, it's not like they don't, no they're immediately just like oh yeah this thing like will take on whatever form it's in like that doctor just knows (laughs) no I totally agree like how did they find out so 
quick because there is a point where Kurt Russell goes to the camp where the Norwegian people found the alien and he brings back research papers and the doctor does end up reading that. So you can assume a lot of information from that. But this scene was actually before that. So I agree. How the fuck does he know about this alien? I just maybe maybe he's just on the side doing lots of alien research. I, it's just like super convenient. But I, I don't know. Just take it for what it is, I guess, because, right. you know, you like they're putting together that the doctor is smart enough to look at something and biologically kind of put together some pieces of what it is capable of or but you know what it can cannot do and how it can live and blah blah blah. so it's kind of like looking at a virus and assuming what it can and cannot do or how it can live and how it cannot live in a host outside of a host that kind of thing I assume would be their way of putting it together but yeah it is super convenient that they just they're like oh yeah this is how it lives (laughs) or this is what it's gonna do and he even looks at one guy and he's like how long were you around it you know yeah but you're watching the doctor like touch it and put its hands in this body, and you're like, "Oh, he's next." No kidding. Don't fucking touch the alien. Yeah. Okay. He's like elbow deep in this thing, and, he and he's got like no wrist guy. gloves. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah, he no. looks at this other guy, and he's like, "How long were you near the dog?" And it's like, How "Wait, wait, you? you're touching it though." Like, <laughs> right? Maybe assuming it's dead, it can't do the same thing. But also, like, what kind? Of, I mean. You don't know how many pieces this thing could be in and still be alive. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the blob. Like you split it up and it's just going. You never know. So they also go to an excavation site, like you were saying, and there is a partially buried alien spacecraft. And then that's basically when you see that the alien, they kind of think the alien ship has been buried for like, I think they say like a hundred thousand years mm-hmm. or something like that. And then it was so funny because when we talked about the one from the 50s, I was like, it was kind of like when they put the blob up in Antarctica and they were like, as long as the ice caps don't (laughs) melt. And I was like, it's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So they find it and they see that it's been excavated. So humans found it and then brought it back, you know, and this is something I don't blame humans for because we explore and we find things, but this Mm -hmm. is, you know, something I think that eventually we're going to find some shit and it's going to be like, Oh fuck. I mean, we already have, like, if you look at like Egyptians and aliens, we kind of talked about, if you go all the way back to the fourth time, (laughs) our very first, I think that was our very first alien movie. We got real into, and we also did an alien haunted happy hour, bro. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll go way back first couple episodes <laughs> but it's nuts we well, like talking about aliens around here <laughs> because they're god right anyways we won't get well, into especially, that but... yeah we won't sorry no i mean go ahead no go 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 well, especially looking at the fact that it was buried a hundred you know you think for a hundred thousand years like who knows what they maybe did to humanity back then mm, who knows yeah, a hundred thousand years, especially when everyone's like Jesus was two thousand years ago. It's like, well, <laughs> alien, God, God, alien, you know, right? Look at Egypt, you know, they Just have saying. fucking pictures of that. Anyways, <laughs> so they're like trying to figure out how they're going to isolate this thing, basically, and they have to figure out how to reduce risks and they also are like this thing could like decimate life you know like could whack everything basically there's there's a point where 
the doctor is looking at all of this research from the Norwegian camp and there's like a little it looks like a little video game of basically how this thing takes over people and it has a little calculation of if this were released how long would it take to take over humanity and it's got like some crazy amount of hours and i did calculate it it's about three years is what this program thinks that it would take to totally take over all of us oh that ain't that's nothing mm-hmm. three years for one thing mm-hmm. for just take over humanity one thing yeah mm. and it doesn't look fun either like no. once it gets oh my found God, this out looks bad. Oh, it looks so painful oh you know what was the what was the other alien one the one where it takes over your body and then like is that the one is this it no oh invasion of the body snatchers yeah invasion of the body snatchers yeah See, that that one i would be okay with because like you don't know stuff you know you're just kind of mm-hmm. like one of us but th- <laughs> this one different yeah, <laughs> like, you're, you're there the whole time like you don't fall asleep <laughs> no no this looks terrible mm-hmm. and then it just starts getting all up in all of them like they see it getting in one but like somebody sees it and then like they torch that body super creepy flame throwing is like what we're doing here just oh yeah throwing around fire so like imagine like one an alien is invading your body that's terrifying and probably painful on its own but then one of your buddies sees it and then torches you at the same time like oh geez i mean i agree but the guy that they think that he burned himself that's more terrifying to me Oh, no, yeah, totally. I mean, at least he was responsible, but... Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, Can you imagine the willpower it takes to no, burn your... I, I don't... literally don't think I could do it. Yeah, there are... Trigger warning mention of suicide. <laughs> there right. are probably some ways that I could kill myself in the event that this would happen to me, but burning myself is not one of those methods. Agreed. Like I know it looks painful, but I think I'd take the alien over burning myself alive. You can't flare with a flare. It's not even like cover yourself in gasoline. Oh no. Sorry. No. Yeah. You're totally right. Like at least with like a gun or something, it's like you have a pretty good shot at being successful and it's quick. You know, mm-hmm. assuming you're successful. Right. Um, fire, though. I mean, I don't, I don't know if the eight minute thing is true or not. That might just be an urban legend or a myth. But either way, it's hot for a very long time, whether uh-huh. it be one minute or eight minutes. That's a very long set of minutes. So, mm. yeah, like everybody has burned themselves accidentally, right? No, <laughs> exactly not. Like, with a straightener or on the oven right. or like with a candle or something like no. Ugh. There's a reason your skin, there's like no coming back from like a burn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even just seeing like a burn unit on like house MD, like the show, I'm like, nope. Mm-hmm. Right. That's terrible. Not like gross, like, oh, that's disgusting. But like, it's like look, a terrible thing to deal with. Like pain, yeah, pain-wise, yeah. I actually, I have a huge burn on my thigh that I did when I was uh, 12 because I was eating ramen noodle soup that had just come off the stove and I had it, I thought, balanced on the couch, the arm of the couch. 
And I was just shifting to take a bite and get comfortable, and it toppled onto my leg. It started to sear the fucking fabric into my leg. My mom had to rip the pants off of me really quick to f- and get me cleaned up. And it still took two months for that to actually clear up. Mm. It hurt so bad. Thankfully, it was in the summer, so I could wear, like, shorts and stuff. Mm. But I still have a huge fucking scar. So it fucking hurts. Like <laughs> It takes forever. No. That's... I mean, at least she thought quickly and she was like, okay. No, I I agree. Oh, but this guy is also super fucking scary. So this alien is not not creepy. So when he starts taking him over, it seems like it does pieces at a time. So at some point they get the ability to speak like that person as well or have the same memories or things like that but it takes time so they interrupt this alien in that process and when they're burning him alive before they even torch him he like brings his head up and does this really inhuman screech fucking scary yeah and that's what is cool about this movie like there are some things where you're like oh 80s but Mm -hmm. it really is like I mean, imagine being in that situation, but the type of thing that it does and like just being in like, it's like a game of like among us, you know, like you have to find the imposter, you know, (laughs) it's scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, we even end up with a famous scene where they are trying to figure out who it is. Like it's killed a few people now. And they think it might be their leader, Kurt Russell, because somebody is leaving stuff around saying that it might be him, like a torn shirt, like maybe he's the alien, stuff like that. So they think it's him and he's trying to fucking hold them hostage with a goddamn flamethrower and dynamite. And that's when they end up losing the doctor when, like you were saying, he uses the paddles on a guy who's having a heart attack who's actually been taken over by the alien and the fucking chest bursts open and cuts his arms off. They kill that alien and then they go into another room for the famous one where they're trying to figure out who it is. And they take everybody's blood and put it separately and they take this hot wire in the blood to see if the blood will fight back. Because supposedly each piece of this alien fights of this as its own, as its own body. So even this little thing of blood is going to fight back to a painful needle. So they do that, and one of the guys who's strapped to the chair is one of the aliens, and oh my god, it is a fucking bloodbath for a moment. I think even South Park did that with an episode. Not parody? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, people seem to really love that scene. Yeah. I mean, it was really thoughtful and interesting, but like, you could tie them all to like chairs individually, but they tied them all to each other, and so... Did you not think that when that person or the alien got found out, it wouldn't lose its mind? And then you just sentenced all the other guys to their deaths, essentially. Right. And then Kurt Russell, like, it jams, but he's even trying to, like, flamethrower the dude that's on the couch with them. Dude, you're going to burn everybody up. Think this fucking through. Yeah, flamethrowers aren't, like, laser accuracy. They just, like, set shit on fire. Right. (laughs) god like many things around you will also burn which is a whole other thing what were you what was your what was the plan what was the plan but seriously what was the plan if one of them was the alien were you just gonna torch the whole couch with everybody on it fuck it 
everybody's right? gonna die anyways you might as well just torch them all because you know whatever which we do end up losing two guys here we lose one of the other flamethrower holder guys who gets out clean he's not an alien but he does get his head ripped off by the alien that is tied to the couch and then they both die yeah yeah so the last part here is where there's like one guy is missing and their power generator is like all fucked up and destroyed and so this thing is also intelligent like it yeah it's like a basically a parasitic virus that invades your body but it's also like does shit to like fuck with them right so right well i mean it's an alien it came here from outer space it's gonna be some level of smart exactly like when i say virus i don't mean it's just like a zombie illness like i just mean as far as like being a parasite and invading your body and one of them even is like it's got to return to hibernation blah, blah, blah. but mm-hmm. so they're just like you know what blow it all up <laughs> Yeah, is, they they basically know they're not going to live at this point. Yeah, which is more fire. And, like, that's apparently the only thing that, like, this thing isn't, like, actually fucks with this thing. It and doesn't I, like the hot. Yeah, I feel like the world, to give us some credit, if it had started taking over the world at some point, would have figured this out at some point. Well, I mean, <laughs> we are barbaric in the fact that fire is our number one tool so yeah we probably would have taken it down fast yeah well you know like in signs we figured out that it didn't like water you know yeah. like we would have figured out that we just burn everything down <laughs> we will one not have a burn it down left, to the ground burn it down to the ground <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but there will be no thing to kill mm-hmm. us so uh but um the thing is also that's the that's the thing about the thing like you can you can make plans but it's like also probably like around you know what i mean right like exactly you can't like tell other people your plan which is unfortunate because you also can't just decide to blow everyone up without them like being in on it you know right like the whole thing with childs drives me crazy so they tell him first, we're going to go look for the doctor guy. And if he comes back here, just kill him is what they tell him. And I'm like, okay, but what if the doctor ends up killing Childs and you come back and he's a fucking alien? Then you've ruined the whole thing. Go together. What are you doing? Oh, that's another thing I was going to say in my notes. They just keep like splitting yeah. up. And I'm like, if you all just like basically did the thing where you just tied yourself in a circle you know you would not like literally but like you would figure it out eventually exactly like you all sit in a circle with your respective flame flowers and then when somebody's <laughs> eventually sus you just burn them you know right it's literally like a game of among us like who's the suspect here who's the imposter but no they keep splitting up and it's like oh well if you see him turn a corner by himself just burn him like no like you literally don't know like right. that's not a strategy Right, they don't talk to each other. And added to the fact, they end up, they're going to look for the doctor. That's what they tell Childs. We're going to go look for the doctor, okay? So that tells him, right, that they're going to be back at some point. They go to find the doctor, don't find him, and decide, okay, we're blowing this whole place up. Are, is anybody going to go tell him <laughs> to oh, not be where you're blowing it up? I know that, like, they just, like, resign to the fact that they're going to die, but it's just, like... <sighs> 
have has anybody like is is calling for help not i know that like help has to like get to them and i know that that's not really an option but like did they let anybody know i don't remember if they like warned anybody i think because the doctor freaks out pretty fast once he figures out about the alien and he takes out a bunch of their like their whole computer system which is how they contact people he's taken an axe to that room so i'm assuming they can't yeah yeah well good luck everybody else i guess (laughs) (laughs) so the thing destroys the uh, detonator. Yeah. 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 It eats it. Right. At least we assume. Right. Yeah. So they just decide, you know, dynamite. So, you know, there's that. Right. Yeah. 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 They just freeze to death and drink. Us, well, scotch. yeah. We assume that yeah. they're never going to be found. John Carpenter actually did a bunch of different endings, but this is the one we end up with where. Uh, Childs and McCready are left. That is Kurt Russell and I don't know the other actor's name, unfortunately. But they're left in the snow to survive in Antarctica for, I think they said it's like 30-some days for the next team to come out. Yeah, well, they ain't gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> That's not gonna that. happen. No. They filmed this in, I think, Alaska, which I would imagine would be pretty close to, you know, not that film, not conditions filming in Antarctica, but it looks good. Mm-hmm. You know, like, looks very, very nice yep. as far as filming goes. So this movie is actually a part of the culture in Antarctica now, which is kind of cool. It's a longstanding tradition for all British Antarctic research stations to watch The Thing as part of their midwinter fest and celebration held every June 21st. Can you imagine? I've always wanted, I want, okay, this is a weird thing. <laughs> I want to go everywhere that orcas live, like the killer whales, and there are pods in Antarctica. So that has to be like on my list, but like I won't ever actually go <laughs> down there. But can That's you imagine? How I feel about penguins. Yeah, well, we'll see, we can go together, <laughs> right? Can you imagine though, like the conditions? Like, I actually have Antarctica on my weather thing just because I always get curious about like the weather down there. And like sometimes it's like a manageable, like you know, thirty something, twenty something degrees Fahrenheit, and then other days it's like negative twenty, thirty <laughs> degrees. Fahrenheit. Right. How do you even like deal with like survival like that? But people do it i mean kind of like research teams do it it's not like you well yeah like it's not inhabited a family like, i'm going to set up a tent <laughs> like build a little home like a hut with like right. fire no yeah but so this is john carpenter's personal favorite of all his movies what interesting yeah. i mean i guess i get it like the halloween is great but this is so involved like there are so many moving parts and halloween is like stalker stalker kill kill stalk stalk kill kill like it's a pretty simple formula right not that this one's not a formula movie but it's just so there's so many pieces and effects and people and it's just you know like i could understand yeah he said that since this one was his favorite it hurt a little bit that people didn't care for it so much like he usually takes when people don't like his movies he takes it pretty well but this one kind of hurt a little bit this is also the first film that he did not score himself which is actually super unfortunate because 
it went on to be nominated for a Razzie for worst score. Oh, Mr. Carpenter. That's a, <laughs> I didn't really notice the music, but that's probably why. You know, <laughs> right. like, I usually really notice the scores in music and film. So Right. It took Kurt Russell a year, about a year, to grow that beard and hair. But it was magnificent. <laughs> and to give the icy Antarctic illusion, interior sets in L.A. were refrigerated down to 40 degrees Fahrenheit. You know, I understand, though, why he would be disappointed that people didn't receive it well. But now it's incredibly beloved. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. People love the thing, constantly watch it. When you talk to people, I really have only heard positive things about it. It's got a mm-hmm. 92% audience score and an 85% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. And so, I mean, it, people do love it. And I think it just took them time to get there. I think that not that people didn't love horror in the 70s and 80s. I'm not saying that at all. There has been a horror community alive for years and years, decades and decades. But I think now subculture is really has had time to grow and thrive And now that we have the internet and different ways to connect with community, we can talk more and share similar ideas. So things are just, can be more beloved and talked about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that appreciation is just more prominent, I would say. So, you know, for me, it was very middle of the road. I'd probably give it about a three, but that's not a bad thing. It's just not made for me. Like, it's just not my type of horror, but it was well done and it was a good movie. That's what I was going to say too, about a three. I, it was decent. It was okay. But yeah, not my favorite movie. It's not my favorite type of genre, as you guys know. Yeah, exactly. Like, there are plenty of alien movies I love, but I really need that, like, creep factor that's going to keep me up at night. And this one was just, like, shock gore factor, which is, you know, great, but uh, it's just not, like, I need, like, oh, my God, that's terrifying, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, for alien movies. So, you know, still a really good film, though. Do recommend Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for our review of The Thing. And again, if you haven't and you want to check out our Patreon, it is just the Extra Sisters podcast. Thank you again so much to our supporters over there. All of our other socials are the Extra Sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. So you can check all those out to follow us for updates on episodes and all that good stuff. And you can always email us over at the Extra Sisters at gmail.com if you have questions, suggestions, and things like that. And next time. You've made it through Halloween. Now try to survive Christmas. Till then, stay creepy.